The Islanders came close, but defensive breakdowns end up costing them in a 4-3 shootout loss to the Capitals. We have our key takeaways, plus our weekly farm report as we discuss all things Bridgeport Islanders and uh, a member of the core four Stanley Cup championships is our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman. Blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson. Barzell with the open net and he scores. Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody is doing well, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss on the show Feel free to send us an email. The email address is LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. I'll give you instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to interact with fans during the game and really any time. Islanders fall to the Capitals in a shootout, 4-3, to three, a back-and-forth affair, and quite honestly, at times, the Islanders look pretty good. At times, they had some breakdowns, and I I guess when you're playing a quality team like the Capitals, and you play inconsistent hockey, the result is going to be a shootout loss, or, or an overtime game, or something like that, and we all know that the Islanders struggle in overtime and in shootouts because they generally do not have as many dangerous skill players as a lot of the teams that they are facing. There were definitely some positive things to take away. For large stretches of this game, I would say the second period and parts of the third and the last part of the first, the Islanders did a pretty good job of limiting the time and space that the Capitals had to work with when they got the puck. The problem was that when they didn't do that well, when they had the breakdowns, boy, did they break down spectacularly. Simeon Varlamov played well, but again, 
let in that one soft goal, in this case, the first goal of the game that put the Islanders down one to nothing. You let in that goal and it, it took the Islanders a whole period to sort of bounce back from giving up that goal. And, and again, you don't give up that soft goal and maybe the Islanders win in regulation. We saw, you know, a couple of occasions where defensemen pinched uh, the Pelik-Pulak duo, uh, they were both minus two in this game. They pinched. Anders Lee went back and, and tried to defend on a two-on-one. Didn't work. And as a result, you know, they give up a goal in the third period that cancels out the two-to-one lead. So there were these breakdowns and times when things just, you know, the Islanders didn't play the solid defensive hockey that is their trademark, and it ended up costing them. But then we get to the positives. Brock Nelson, Kyle Palmieri, Anders Lee. Those are your goal scorers. And boy, uh, those three players all been hot lately, and they continue to be hot. And how about Noah Dobson? Two assists in this game. Another assist for Josh Bailey. It was his beautiful pass that set up the Kyle Palmieri goal and made that possible. So, you know, there were some positive signs, especially offensively, for the Islanders. But again, not everybody in this game sort of pulling their own weight. How many shots do you think Matthew Barzal had in this game. None. None for Zach Parise. None for J.G. Pajot. Uh, You know, those are three guys that you need some more offense from. Now, Barzi did his skating thing, and he he was effective at times, but you got to have more from a player, more offensive production from Barzal. And you know, guys like that have got to put the puck on the net. And it's one thing for the fourth-line players to not get a shot on goal in a game. But it's another thing entirely when guys like Barzal and Pajot end up with no shots on goal. That is something that you can't have. And... Again, defensively, a disappointing game for Pulak and Pelik. They just, they seem to force things at times, to pinch too often at times, and get caught. And literally, you know, this was a game, we had last night's game and then the Ranger game coming up Thursday. In my mind, if the Islanders were going to even make anything resembling a playoff run, They had to win both of those games in regulation. They didn't do it. And realistically, you're now 18 points out of a playoff berth with six weeks left in the season. Even though the Islanders have more games left on their schedule than any other team, you are not going to easily make up three points a week for six weeks to get into the playoffs. So to me, you know, this game... There were some highlights. There were some moments in this one. But overall, they didn't get it done. They weren't consistent enough. And again, no margin for error when you're this far behind in the standings. 
Uh, Matt Martin back in the lineup. Ross Johnston taking a seat. Kiefer Bellows also, again, a healthy scratch. And, and, you know, what was it, two weeks ago that Barry Trott said Kiefer Bellows is an everyday kind of guy? Maybe Bellows let it get his head, but he has now been sitting on the bench. I think that all changes as we get closer to the trade deadline because uh, some of the players on the core of this team will not be with the team after Monday's trade deadline. I'm pretty confident of that. We've got a lot more to discuss on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. A good weekend for the Bridgeport Islanders. We'll talk about what they accomplished, where they stand in their hunt for the playoffs, plus a four-time Islanders Stanley Cup winner is our Islanders birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Built Bar. Have you tried the Built Bar Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and like all Built Bars, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite, and it's easy to tell why. Just listen to some of these flavors. I mean, yummy, cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, my personal favorite, banana cream pie. So good, these are going to be your new favorite. And like all Built Bars, they're low-calorie, high-protein, high fiber, low sugar. Each Built Bar contains roughly 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and four net carbs, but they pack 17 grams of protein. Most candy bars have 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy, and I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. On Monday, March 21st at 3.30 Eastern Time, tune in to Locked On Fantasy Hockey's live deadline reaction show to get all the on-ice fantasy and betting analysis you need from hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone with appearances from our roster of local team experts, plus Catch our own live show at 3 o'clock Eastern Time on Monday for our immediate reaction to the Islanders' moves. Time now for our weekly farm report as we discuss all things Bridgeport Islanders. And the Islanders had an interesting weekend. Three games on back-to-back-to-back days. First, a home game. Last Friday against the Hershey Bears, the Islanders fall in that one by a score of 2-1. to one. Jeff Kubiak got the only goal for the Islanders. Corey Schneider was the netminder. He had 21 saves, but it was a one-goal loss. And for the season, Bridgeport won 2-2 two two against Hershey. All the goals scored in the first period. But uh, the Islanders just couldn't quite get uh, that game-tying goal in the last two periods. They end up falling 2-1. to one. But after that, the win got a whole lot better. On Saturday, 
the uh, Bridgeport Islanders end up with a 7-4 win over the Providence Bruins in Providence. Austin Zarnick, who the Islanders reacquired on waivers from Seattle, two goals and an assist and seven goals, the biggest output for Bridgeport since February 17th, 2000. And 19. Andy Andreoff, Simon Holmstrom, and Cole Bardro each had two assists, 21 saves for Jakob Skarek, as he now has 31 appearances in goal on the year. And the win, by the way, ended the Bruins' six game home winning streak. So a strong performance on Saturday for the Islanders to even their record for the weekend. And then Sunday, the Islanders come up with a 3-0 shutout win over the Bruins. And Cole Bardro getting a pair of goals in this one. Always good to see Cole Bardro do well. And a shutout for Corey Schneider in this one. So, two road wins for the Islanders. Chris Terry, by the way, had the other goal. Jeff Kubiak, two assists. As the Islanders continue to battle with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins for the last playoff spot in the division. So two out of three over the weekend, a productive weekend. Chris Terry still leading Bridgeport with 20 goals and 44 points. Otto Koivula, 36 points. He has 26 assists. That leads the team there. Andy Andreoff, 35 points. Arno Durando, 31. And Cole Bardro now with 21 points in just 37 games. Um, Parker Wotherspoon right now leads all defensemen with 16 points. Grant Hutton, one behind with 15. All of Wotherspoon's points, by the way, three goals, 13 assists. Grant Hutton with six goals from the blue line uh, and nine assists. So the Islanders getting some more consistent play, and the goaltending has been better. Corey Schneider with the shutout and the uh, strong performance on both of his games this weekend, now lowering his goals against average to 2.85. He's now 8-10-2 on the year and has a 9-15 save percentage. Jakob Skarek, 2-9-8 goals against a 9-0-4 save percentage, but he is 14-11-4 on the season. There is a busy week ahead uh, for the Bridgeport Islanders. They have a road game tonight uh, at 7.05 in Springfield against the Springfield Thunderbirds. And then Saturday, they will return home to face the Syracuse Crunch. That is a 7.05 game. So two games this week for Bridgeport, and then next Wednesday, uh, they have a road game at the Utica Comets, so the schedule remains busy as Bridgeport continues to fight for that last playoff spot that they really hope to be able to get. It's going to be a a fight to the finish, and if you want to check out, again, some of the Islanders' future prospects, some of the players of tomorrow, today, Head on over to Bridgeport and check out a Bridgeport Islanders game. We've got more to talk about on today's episode. We have our Islanders birthday of the day 
uh, a famous Islander who won four Stanley Cups with the team. We'll also have a few more thoughts about the trade deadline, which is coming up. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. Today is the 62nd birthday for former Islanders forward Dwayne Sutter. Like all the Sutter brothers, a native of Viking, Alberta, Dwayne was drafted by the Isles in the first round of the 1979 NHL entry draft, made his debut with the Isles in 79-80 with a 15-goal, 24-point season, but played in 21 playoff games in that first Stanley Cup run for the Islanders, had three goals and 10 points, stayed with the Islanders through the 86-87 season, his best year, a 20-goal, 53-point year in 1985-86, then finished his NHL career with three seasons with the Blackhawks. Dwayne Sutter, never afraid to get physical, to check, to mix things up, had a uh, Five seasons of 100 or more penalty minutes with the Islanders and then one with 94 penalty minutes for his NHL career. Dwayne Sutter, 139 goals, 342 points, and 1,333 penalty minutes in 731 regular season games. Add 161 playoff games, 26 goals, 58 points, 405 penalty minutes in 82-83. Uh, he was on fire in the playoffs, nine goals, 21 points in 20 games. We're going to go back and look at one of those games, uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Stanley Cup finals game two at the Northlands Coliseum in Edmonton, Islanders and Oilers. And boy, you look back at this one, Islanders up in the series one to nothing. How many Hall of Famers? played in this game. Andy Moog is the goalie for Edmonton. Billy Smith, the goalie for the Islanders. For the Islanders, your Hall of Famers, Billy Smith, Mike Bossy, Clark Gillies, uh, Dennis Potvan, Brian Trottier, all in the Hall of Fame. Meanwhile, for the Oilers, Paul Coffey, Glenn Anderson, Wayne Gretzky, uh, Yari Curry, Mark Messier, so many great players in this game. And there were a number of other players who were in this contest for these two teams who aren't Hall of Famers, but, you know, great hockey names like Butch Goring, uh, Ken Linzeman. I mean, just so many great players on both of these teams. That's why they were in the Stanley Cup final. The Oilers scored first in this one. Dave Semenko, his first of the playoffs from Tom Rolston and Charlie Huddy at 839. Isles down one nothing, but they answer back. Tomas Janssen, his second from our Islanders' birthday of the day. Dwayne Sutter and Brent Sutter at fourteen twenty one. That tied it at one. Then Bobby Nystrom, his seventh from Brian Trottier at seventeen fifty five, made it two to one Islanders. And in the final minute of the opening period, Mike Bossy, his sixteenth from Dennis Potvan, Islanders three, Oilers one after one. Edmonton didn't quit. 5.07 into the second. Yari Curry, his six. From Glenn Anderson and Wayne Gretzky at 5.07. 3-2. But the Islanders respond. Bob Bourne, his seventh. From Dwayne Sutter at 8.03. 
Islanders up 4-2. And then Brent Sutter, his eighth, from Ken Morrow and Dwayne Sutter. After two periods, the Islanders held a 5-2 lead. Glenn Anderson cut it to 5-3, his tenth from Lee Fogelin and Wayne Gretzky. But Brent Sutter, his ninth from Dwayne Sutter, our Islanders' birthday of the day, and Thomas Janssen at 14-11. That closes out the scoring. Islanders win this one 6-3 to win both games in Edmonton and take a 2-0 lead in the series for Dwayne Sutter in this game. Sutter with four assists in this one. His brother Brent, two goals and one assist. Dwayne was a plus three and a four-assist game in a Stanley Cup final. Billy Smith, 30 saves to earn the win. The Islanders would go on to sweep the series in four games, winning the Cup at the Coliseum for their fourth and final Stanley Cup championship. So Dwayne Sutter is our Islanders' birthday of the day. He is 62 years old today, and we wish him all the best and many, many happy and healthy more. I think there is no doubt now, at the trade deadline, that the Islanders are going to be sellers. I think they'll be sellers with a small S. I don't think they're looking to deal away major parts of the puzzle here. But Cal Clutterbuck, Zdeno Chara, Zach Parise, maybe Simeon Varlamov, uh, maybe Scotty Mayfield, but those last two, only if the price is really, really right. Uh, we could see some of them moving on at the trade deadline. And the one thing about Lula Morello, he never makes a deal unless he feels he gains something from it and that he feels like, you know, it's time to make that deal. Right now, I think, is the time. This team isn't going to make the playoffs this year, and they need to find you know, who they're going to keep and build around and who they're going to move on from to rebuild and tweak and make things better for next season. We will be back on tomorrow's show. We will have more on the trade deadline, plus a full preview of Thursday's game against the Rangers. Always great when those two teams get together. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. And with the Fantasy League playoffs coming up, this is the perfect time to check out that podcast. That does it for us on today's show. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.